your Wisconsin Badgers. Let's dance. Rowdy. Selection Sunday in full force yesterday. I watched the show. I usually don't watch the show. Just wait for it to break on Twitter. Uh, but I had my phone in the other room. I was charging. I was watching the Selection Sunday show. It was mildly entertaining. And then Wisconsin came up the three seed in the Midwest region. And I'm like, all right, okay, three seed. That's cool. They weren't going to be a one after losing back-to-back games to Nebraska and then friggin' Michigan State on Friday. That game stunk. And I figured, I don't think there'd be a two unless the, some of the selection committee was drinking, as like good Wisconsinites would be. The three seed I thought was appropriate. And then you get the 14th seeded Colgate, but in the Pfizer form in Milwaukee. What do you think of that draw right there, Nelly? And good morning. Yeah, good morning. Um, I think one thing is clear. The conference tournaments didn't really mean anything this year. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, I don't think the committee watched much of them because if you – we're in the same thinking, right? The conference tournament kind of meaningless for the Badgers. It was more for the likes of like a team that was on the bubble or a team that needed to get in somehow or like maybe an Iowa to yeah, ramp I think their like game up a bit. A team like Indiana – Yes. Got in the tournament because they won a couple games in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, and Michigan maybe. Why are they in? By the way, I mean, we had a lot of time to talk about this today. Uh, but real quick, that Big Ten tournament. I guess congratulations to Fran McCaffrey and Iowa. Um, they beat Purdue. Uh, have that, guys. Well, I didn't even well watch done. the championship game. It's, it was Iowa was in control for most of it, and then Purdue made a little run at the end, but it wasn't enough. And then uh, Iowa just went on to win. I mean, friggin'. Um, was it Keegan Murray? That dude's a baller. And I wanted to talk about this today too. NBA, you know, products on certain collegiate teams, and you go back and what we saw on Friday against Michigan State was very, very disheartening from Johnny Davis. Did not have a good performance, and then you couple that in with Wisconsin losing to Nebraska. Now I know if Johnny Davis was on the court against Nebraska, they would have won that game. But if my aunt had balls; she'd be my uncle. Johnny Davis wasn't on the court. They did lose to Nebraska. And then only Brad Davison carried his weight, really, against uh, Michigan State in the Big Ten tournament. But you look at Keegan Murray for Iowa. That dude set uh, a record for points scored in the Big Ten tournament. Every game he was lights out. He scored 30-plus in the championship game against Purdue. I mean, he is a hell of an NBA product. He looked good. Our NBA product, Johnny Davis, fell flat. But I wanted to talk concern moving forward. But before we get into the concern, Rowdy, uh, when it was all being laid out for the NCAA tournament and specifically where the Wisconsin Badgers are, God, does that not look like a very winnable side of the Midwest region? Yeah, I thought they got pretty much the perfect draw. I don't know how much better you could have drawn it up. First, you get Colgate, which if you can't take care of the 14 seed, do you really deserve to be in the tournament? Especially at the Pfizer form in Milwaukee. As a Wisconsin fan, sometimes the years where you felt like it was destined for a long, deep run. Yeah they go out in the first round or two. <laughs> I know, it sucks. But yes, you get by Colgate. They're the 14 seed. They chuck up a bunch of threes. They're the, are they the number one shooting? Uh, I think they're the number one team in the nation for shooting threes. Then you get either LSU or Iowa State. Iowa State wasn't really expected to make the tourney. Yeah, and LSU f- fired their coach <laughs> before the end of the season. Yep. I, I'm, I'm loving this, dude. And then uh, and both are played in Milwaukee. And then you go to Chicago after that, right? So, my God, what the Badgers have going on right now is absolutely incredible in this uh, little bracket here uh, of the tournament. Very, very excited. 
to see what Wisconsin can do. I'm loving, I'm loving this, Rowdy. So, yeah, looking at Colgate, and we'll dive all into this. We have all week. Hell, the game is not till Friday night. What is it, 8.50 tip-off on TBS? I hope Gladiator and Russell Crowe are going to be okay with that. No, this is the, the next couple of weeks is the one where they take – take it off from playing it. <laughs> I was I hope Russell Crowe's going to be Russell, okay with the Gladiator Russell, not on. Russell Crowe gets a couple weeks off. <laughs> so Colgate, um, reading here from our sports director, Zach Halpern, present a tough challenge offensively. The Colgate Raiders are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. They hit 40.2% of their shots from deep, and that ranks second in all of college basketball. And they have three different rotation players hitting at 42.3% clip or better from beyond the arc including their senior guard, not Jake, Jack Ferguson, Rowdy. You think he's related to Barry Alvarez at all? Well, (laughs) I don't know, but I'm sure if he is, we'll hear about it. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. So uh, Colgate, this is their third tournament appearance in four years. And as a 14 seed last year, the Raiders gave third seed at Arkansas all it could handle. They did lead by as many as 14 in the first half, held the lead as late as uh, 10 minutes left in the 10-24 uh, mark in the second half, but then the Razorbacks pulled away for a 17-point win. What a collapse then last year from the Raiders. I, dude, I love this matchup for the Badgers. I, I love this bracket for the Badgers. And you said your mark was what? Sweet 16, Rowdy. I was feeling the Elite 8 vibe. Sweet 16, I think, is if you look at how it all breaks down, is very, very foreseeable, right? Yeah, and I actually was surfing FanDuel last night and found that you can get the Badgers plus 120 to make the Sweet 16. Oh, did you throw down? I have not. You thinking about but it? But it'll be, it'll be up until the tournament starts. Yeah. So, okay, so the Badgers, let's see here, Wisconsin, Colgate, 314. On the other side, you were talking about LSU, Iowa State. Iowa State, kind of like Michigan, right? The Michigan, we didn't think that they'd be making the tournament. They get in as an 11 seed. Iowa State, you didn't think they'd be making the tournament. They're in as an 11 seed. Uh, LSU, you're talking about how they fired their coach. So Wisconsin gets the winner, obviously, LSU, Iowa State. And then looking at the other side, uh, who you would meet you know, moving forward, what is it, USC versus Miami and Auburn versus Jacksonville State. I'd, I'm going to pencil in Auburn moving forward. Uh, USC and Miami, though, uh, looking at this, Rowdy, who who would they match up with here? I mean, uh, down the road, you would have, I mean, Kansas is top there, number one seed in the Midwest. I was there. You could get an Iowa matchup again, a little Big Ten flavor. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but this lays out pretty nice for the Badgers. Pretty, pretty Yeah, nice. you, you couldn't get a better first two-round draw. You couldn't get a better fact that you get to play in Milwaukee and then Chicago. Yeah. And yeah. you stayed in a, t- in a top three seed. It's very nice. Uh, for the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, they actually had a watch party yesterday. Uh, what was that? Union South, I do believe. They had their watch party. And as they were un- un- unveiling, I don't know if you saw Zach, or our sports director Zach Halpern posted the video out on his Twitter account as well as uh, on our Facebook page, Zone Madison. As they were unveiling the brackets, the TV in front of the Badgers just cut out. Did you see that? Did you happen to see that video? By chance? Uh, I saw it briefly. <laughs> it was pretty funny. By. It was pretty funny. They're out there watching the ready to get their name called. And all of a sudden the TV cuts out and then it came back right away, but it was just funny to see the Badgers like, Whoa. So uh, we'll have Zach on later today to talk about, you know, the Badgers and whatnot. And um, this is where I want to talk about the tournament here. So Colgate, the Raiders, not, not that, you know, they're a 14 seed. Okay. Uh, there's not a line out yet. Is there, have you seen a line for the Badgers? Yeah. 
Badgers by seven. Badgers by seven. Okay, cool. Badgers by seven. Now, it, it's a f- three versus 14. I'm, I don't think I need to say this, but it's going to be very disheartening if the Badgers get bounced early, especially when you won the Big Ten and you got an NBA player like Johnny Davis. But the concern then creeps in like this, Rowdy. The Badgers all season did not lose back-to-back games. Not lose back-to-back games. Then what happened to end the season? Well, you lose to Nebraska at the Kohl Center. You could have won the Big Ten outright. Instead, you fall flat. You lose your best player, Johnny Davis, obviously, to that lower body injury. And then you think, okay. And I remember, Rowdy, you and I talking about this. It's like, well, we'd rather play Maryland than they would Michigan State. Well, Tom Izzo, he finds a way to beat Maryland. Michigan State wins. And then Wisconsin, who had not lost back-to-back games all year, lose to Sparty Friday night. Uh, Badgers did not shoot well. Johnny Davis had one of his worst performances of the season. It was They got just worked down low. Brad Davison was the only one carrying his weight, really. Chucky Hepburn hit a couple big threes. But you look at that game, and you lose to Michigan State. Now, they made it close. Well, they tied it up with a couple minutes left in the second half, and then Michigan State just you know found a way to win at the end. With losing back-to-back games, and I don't want to say crawling, but losing back-to-back games and coming into this tournament you know, with two duds, are you concerned now with the Badgers who had been a juggernaut all year? The legs might be catching up with them. Johnny Davis had one of his worst games. They got worked down low. Are you concerned, Rowdy, and everyone else out there at 608-321-1670 with the Badgers and their play entering March Madness? Well, one, they get a complete week off. They played on Friday night. Now they don't play until later Friday night. Eight fifty, And one of the things we've known from watching this Badger team basically back to the start of the season, they can play with anybody, but I think it's also very similar. They can also lose to anybody. What are they? Fif- if, 15 and three now in, in games decided by one. If the role players two? play well, and like Brad Davison's hitting shots or Chris Vogt can give them good minutes off the bench and, and you get the constant from all the other starters. Yeah. They can beat anybody because they have one of the best players in college basketball named Johnny Davis. Well, boy, did he not show up on Friday. But if Johnny Davis doesn't show up, they could lose to anybody. Yeah. It's uh Friday night was tough watching the Badgers. It was tough. Now, listen, they, they, they tied it up. They got it close. And our, our guy Dominic up early tweeting, good morning, Dominic. He was the refs really sucked in that game versus Wisconsin. There was a lot of just, there was one video that uh, Michigan State had a fast break where the dude stole it and took the ball. He took like five, six steps, never dribbled, dribbled the ball, and then threw down a dunk. Didn't call it. Did you happen to see that video at I all? I did. It's like this is not the NBA. It's not LeBron James out here. But my God, Rowdy, watching some of those calls. But here's the thing. We know this about sports. We know this about refs, right, Rowdy? Like it, it's like the real epidemic is bad refereeing. You just that's everywhere. Every fan base can make that call and that claim. I mean, it's the reason why we bitch about it so much because we're the one watching the games, and we're like, yes, it's terrible. But Rowdy, um, we'll talk more about that coming up. And if we're concerned about the Badgers, I'll put a Twitter poll out. But. Uh, Dominic also messaged Dominic, I love these, they're funny. He goes, can we give a D-Bag of the Week nomination to the NCAA for A, giving Rutgers a play-in game, and B, letting Michigan in? 
Yeah, when well, I think Rutgers should be in, shouldn't they? Late last week, when Paulie was messaging us saying, "Oh, Michigan's clearly in," I honestly didn't think they were going to make the tournament. Then you watch them drop game one to Indiana. Indiana reels off a couple wins before what they lost to Purdue in the semis. Yeah. I thought Indiana played themselves into the tournament. I always kind of thought that Rutgers had a better shot than Michigan did. Yeah. All of them made it in Rutgers and the well Rutgers and Indiana in a playoff game. Michigan's in the tournament. Michigan's in. I They're was like, 17 what? and 14 this year. And their what? only really good conference win or non-conference win was San Diego state. Every other good non-conference game they had, they lost. Yep. So, I guess I guess the committee really looks differently on uh, Michigan good losses. I uh, we are and we'll get into more of it today, but it was a little head scratching, was it not? With their uh, their yeah all their losses. Looking here at the uh, tournament though, uh, Gonzaga gets the one out of the West, and then you look at the West region, and you have let's see here, it's the Rutgers Notre Dame as you're playing game a little Big Ten flavor. Uh, Michigan State is the seven seed going against Davidson. Duke is the two seed out there. And then you go look at the South. Arizona's the number one seed. If you have uh, the Big Ten flavor is number four is Illinois. They're taking on Chattanooga. Uh, Michigan, who you're talking about, the 11 seed, taking on Colorado State. Ohio State. Oh. Ohio State advances in my bracket. Ohio 100 State. times out of 100. Rowdy, Ohio State is the seven seed. And then they're taking on Rowdy. <laughs> Rowdy's. Favorite sister Jean Loyola Chicago, the sister Jean when she's got Lord on her side, the tenth seeded. What what are they again? The what are they? The Ramblers, right? Mm-hmm. The Loyola Chicago Ramblers taking Ohio State and Rowdy. You got Ohio State advancing right out to get right. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> so sister Jean back in the tournament. You go look at the East. Baylor's the one seed in the East. Uh, Marquette there and there is the nine seed going against North Carolina, the eight seed. Uh, St. Mary's, who the Badgers had beaten. Um, oh, did they lose? Did they beat St. Mary's? They beat St. Mary's. Yeah, beat St. Yes. Mary's. They're the five seed out there. That uh, was to win the Maui. Yeah, that's what it was. And then Purdue is the third seed. In, let's see here. And then the Midwest, obviously, Kansas is the one seed. Iowa, the five seed there. You have uh, Wisconsin, uh, the three seed. And if I missed any Big Ten teams, my apologies, but we'll get back to it. So, Sister Jean, back at it. But you can make the case right now that it is the greatest time of the year. Anytime I get to talk to this guy right here, our sports director, Zach Halpern. Good morning, Zach. Mm. Mm. Good morning. God, it's mm. like, ugh. wait a Usually Mondays, you know, I try to make every day great. You know, every day I'm above ground and not pushing daisies is a good day. But when I get to talk to you on a Monday, oof, that's how you start a week off strong, Zach. It is. It's amazing to me as well. Amazing. <laughs> Love getting up and talking to you on a Monday. <laughs> hey, not amazing. What the hell happened with the Badgers Friday against Michigan State? That was kind of a, I mean, they had their chances what the uh, late and then they just faltered. But what the hell was going on against Michigan State, Zach? I guess that where will I begin? Good. Let's go with Johnny Davis. I, I mean, that was, a, that was a poor performance, right? Yeah. Like, uh, um, and yet they were right there. Johnny Davis, three for 19. I think you could probably make some excuses if you want to for him. All right, what um, would those excuses be? You tell me. Well, I mean, the excuses are he wasn't healthy. Uh, he was just a few days removed from an ankle injury yep. and uh, has two different uh, foot injuries that he's dealing with or was dealing with. And so, I mean, you could sit there and say that, but uh, I don't, he certainly wasn't making those uh, excuses afterwards, but I mean, three for 19 is extremely, extremely hard to overcome. They almost did, but uh, that combined with a little bit of a 
shoddy performance from the free throw line kind of did them in. What yeah. the, and what? I mean, and, that's and, just tough. Was Ethan Happ there, like, in the attendance or something? Well, I mean, it looked kind of looked like some of Rowdy's sh- uh, sh- uh, <laughs> shots from the free throw line uh, there. Rowdy? I'm wondering who – I mean, I, I feel like uh, he may have even hit one out of five, but – I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. What when do I think? shoot free throws, Zach, there's only one thing you ever hear, and that's swish. Said nobody ever. Uh, I What I will say what I will say is that uh, they've been a good free throw shooting team, you know, throughout the much for much of the year. And for them to shoot like that in that uh, in that situation, not ideal. I have a question off of Twitch. Can you ask Zach why only four shots were taken by Tyler Wall? Yeah, that is. That needed to be different because <laughs> he was the, he was the reason why they beat. I mean, his absence the first Michigan State game they lose obviously. Then he comes back after that injury, and then he's the difference of why they beat Michigan State, right? Uh, he wasn't. I don't know necessarily it was the difference. I think Johnny Davis the way he closed the game at East Lansing was the difference. But having Tyler Wall in the lineup, he's your best post player. And for him to only take four shots and, and barely really touch the ball, the post uh, they were. I mean, they were doubling the post. Yeah, the Badgers got worked field. down low. But still, he needs to. He needs more touches, especially when you're struggling. When your guy is struggling, Johnny Davis is struggling the way he is, and you're not necessarily hitting from three. Though they did do a better job in the second half. You need to get Tyler Wall touches. Uh, this is it's just a, such a cliche. Work the ball from inside out, but you desperately need to do that when you're a poor three point shooting team like Wisconsin. Yeah. So and he did. yeah. So so moving forward, I mean, I mean, they have some questions down low, obviously. But you look at this Colgate team now, Zach, the 14th seeded Raiders. Oh, I told Rowdy, uh, in honor of Colgate going up against the Badgers, I will not be brushing my teeth this whole week. Just, uh, just an FYI. Rowdy said he's going to sit in the other producer suite. So, Zach, this Colgate team, one of the best nationally when it comes to shooting the three. Can the Badgers um, defensively, can they get after them that way? Because obviously we know the Badgers don't do too well down low. What about guarding the three ball? Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, if you had an option here in the first round of facing a team that has a big that is really good or facing teams that have uh, really good three-point shooters. I think if you're Wisconsin, you would take the three-point shooters uh, just simply because of how much they've struggled against talented big men. So uh, can they? Can they? Yes. But Colgate, I mean, Colgate puts up uh, as many threes as almost anybody in the country, and they hit a ton of them. They're second in the country in free th- and uh, three-point percentage. Now, they were also second in three-point percentage last year and ended up losing to Arkansas by 18 in the first round, though they were up. 14 in the first half uh, as 14 seed against a third seeded Arkansas team. Uh, but Arkansas was able to come back. I, again, I would, they haven't been horrible against uh, three point defense. They haven't given the guys a ton of open shots. They're not like a, they're not in the top hundred of uh, field goal defense or three point defense, but they're much better uh, against three point shooters than they are against uh, post players. So it's, it, if this, I mean, of all the matchups you potentially get, I guess this would be uh, the one you would be okay with. Yeah, Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. He was down in uh, Indy for the Big Ten tournament, and you didn't have to stay too late, right? Like too long. You probably came back Saturday and then got ready, getting ready for uh, Selection Sunday. So, Zach, you were down. Was it Union South you were at yesterday? Yep. How was the uh, besides the TV going out as the Midwest oh, region was? Could take me through that. Like, what what was happening? So, was Wisconsin going to get their name called, or was they just started to unveil the Midwest region? Like, what what was the sights and sounds down there at Union South yesterday? Yeah, so they had uh, the team there, and there were fans there, and then they had the people uh, all around the screens. They had screens up all around the the room there, 
And when things were going to commercial, <laughs> they would turn that off and like start playing music or the band would start playing. And so when they tried to come back from commercial uh, to do the Midwest region, they couldn't figure out the sound. And so the screen was up there, but there was no sound. And then so they, <laughs> they, they everybody get the screen up there. And then all of a sudden, just as right after they announced, um, I think the, the uh, top of that, what, I think it was the six, the six eleven game and in Milwaukee and you're expecting oh, LSU to be the, Iowa State yeah yeah you're expecting Wisconsin to like be the next one the screen goes black <laughs> the screen goes black and and you can hear everybody like moan and uh, it comes it like takes it's like five seconds ten seconds comes back on and there's Wisconsin as a three seed and Brad Davison goes crazy uh, and people in the room go crazy but uh, yeah it was there's a little dramatics to it for sure uh, it was what? it was. It, it was it, for that type of event for that to happen uh, was was amazing. Yeah, the uh, the tech guy probably the engineer probably had a nice little uh, voicemail and email. So Zach, well, three seed for the Badgers, uh, too low, too high, just right. What do you think for this uh, Badger team? Well, I, think I think it's perfect. I think it's also you know them losing to Nebraska and losing to Michigan State cost them a two. I think because you look where they ended up, they are the they're the highest three seed. Um, of anybody, they're the ninth overall seed, and so potentially cost them a two seed. What I think it did, though, also was potentially push them into the Midwest region. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're the two seed in the Midwest. Ooh. They, uh, so instead of you know having to potentially go out west or go down south or uh, over out east, they get the Midwest region. So now they not only do they get to play potentially two games in Milwaukee, they get to go play in Chicago if they are to make it when they make it if they make it to the Sweet Sixteen. So I think it worked out as, as well as you could have hoped. Yeah, this, mid, uh, this middle is... Oh, sorry. Yeah. I think Greg Gard, I mean, Greg Gard certainly was happy uh, about how it worked out, and he kind of knew, he said he kind of knew that this was going to be the case. I love it. So looking at the Midwest region, I mean, obviously Kansas is the one seed. You know, your two seed looking at Auburn down there on that side for Wisconsin. How When this came out, Rowdy immediately texted me. He's like, I love how this stacks up for the Badgers. How about you, Zach? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, your, your potential, I mean, obviously get, you have to get by Colgate, but you potentially get to play a team that just fired their coach and, and their assistant coach, or you get to play an Iowa State team who is is good. Um, yeah, but should great. they be in the turn? It's kind of like a Michigan thing, right? Like, should they even be in? Should Iowa State be in? I, I don't think a team. I think they are. I think they went seven eleven in the conference. Mm-hmm. I don't think a team like that should be in. in yeah. But either way, they are. And then you're uh, just the another victim are, for the Badgers, you know? Yeah, I mean the two seed in the region. Is Auburn, so uh, a team that has not necessarily played great basketball of late, uh, and they they could give Wisconsin certainly some troubles down low with Jabari Smith and and uh, Kessler, but that's that's really nice. And then you would potentially have to match up with Kansas, who uh, has played as well as any team in the country this year. Yeah. But who knows? They might they may not make it that far. They have to play Iowa, who uh, has um, at least won the Big Ten tournament. They're kind of hot, caught fire of late. And, you know, maybe Iowa knocks them off, and then it's Iowa-Wisconsin in the Elite Eight in Chicago. It would be an awesome scene. But, um, you know, I think for, first and foremost, try and get by Colgate, who, uh, again, good team, has won 15 straight. Oh, all right, well, they're about to lose. Uh, you know, my, my <laughs> humble opinion here. Uh, so, yeah. Zach, I was thinking about this, and we've had some callers calling today. They're kind of concerned about Wisconsin. First time losing this season, losing back-to-back games, you know, Nebraska, and then obviously Michigan State and how Johnny Davis performed. I know he was coming off an injury. 
on Friday for the Big Ten tournament. But looking at this team, you know, I, I watched the the Big Ten championship game yesterday, and Keegan Murray, you know, put up records for the Big Ten tournament, looking like that NBA prospect that he is. Uh, some people saying selfishly, like, could there be a, an opportunity for Johnny Davis to come back? And I'm thinking no. to myself, you can't pass up that money. There's no way. So, if like bad worst case scenario, if Wisconsin does fall, I'm not saying they're going to, but if they do, do you see any scenario where maybe Johnny Davis, like Keegan Murray, he proved it. He's like, look at me in the big stage of the Big Ten tournament. I set records for points scored. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm a lottery pick. And then you go look at Johnny Davis, who had his worst performance that we've seen him have all season against Michigan State. Is there any scenario that you think that Johnny Davis does come back, or is it no? He's gone. I'd be shocked. Like I, I, I certainly don't think. I think what he did earlier this year, even if he hasn't, he didn't play well the other day. I don't think the NBA scouts are going to take him, uh, take him down for for one bad game. He's had bad shooting games before. Yeah. Um, you know, there have been times this year where he struggled, and if it was, uh, I mean, I'm, if he had not played the way he did earlier in the year to boost his stock into being a first round pick and potential lottery pick then then maybe yes but he did that and you saw the upside or you saw the ceiling i just don't envision there being anything for him to come back to do could he improve if he came back sure but he could also just hurt his stock like i don't think his stock's going to be higher than it is right now um and so yeah i don't i don't think there's anything that could happen that would make him come back like maybe outside of getting hurt but even that i think he probably would still go yeah uh zach halpern our sports director with us right now so zach the badgers in milwaukee at the pfizer forum last time the badgers played in milwaukee bradley center was that against oregon it was 2014 eight years ago already were you there i was what was it, it like? was it was awesome it was the <laughs> one of the louder <laughs> arenas awesome. i've ever been in it yeah i mean awesome, they were man. they got down by i mean it was the, the environment was awesome they, they got down by 12 at the half and they came storming back and they hit just a few huge threes that like took the roof off the building. And, uh, I mean, Greg guard said yesterday that without it, without that crowd, they probably don't come back against them. Now it doesn't guarantee you a win on Friday or on Sunday, but having them be, uh, having that crowd there is, I mean, it's a huge advantage. I mean, they're going to be, it's going to be what, probably like, 13, 14,000 Wisconsin fans in that building, and they, the building holds close to 18. Really? So it's going to be it's going to be a, a very uh, heavy home field, home court will, advantage for Wisconsin. Will it be louder than the Kohl Center? Which games are we talking about? <laughs> uh, to show are we you. talking about the are we talking about the games that? nobody cheers at and it's very quiet or we talked about the Purdue game which was awesome or so Nebraska, I guess the good or or a majority of the games that have been played down the stretch I um, guess the games that we'll aren't be... considered the morgue center so yeah it would be rocking it'd be right up there <laughs> the morgue center when's the last time you went at a game uh right before COVID all right and yep. it was I I love the Cole Center, dude. I don't I don't have to worry about people standing up in front of me. Like I can, you know, it's like easy to see. It's people that complain about people complain about. <laughs> I know I know it's one of hilarious. the things that you love to talk about. It's so, hilarious. It's hilarious, especially ones that have never that never go. So Zach, live in town. Easy, easy, fella, easy. All right, so Zach, <laughs> when it comes to uh, switching gears here a little bit, uh, Devonte Adams. I don't know if you saw it this morning. I'm sure you did because you, your head's always on a swivel. So Devontae Adams says he will not be playing for the Packers under the franchise tag. Shocking. Uh, do you believe I'm him? Shocked. Are you worried? Or is it like, hey, this we have until July to figure this thing out to uh, extend him? I'm shocked that he would not play under the franchise tag. That's, uh, that's shocking. Uh, why would he do that? Like, there's, I mean, there's absolutely no reason to play uh, 
under the franchise tag. Zero. I mean, he doesn't need the money. He doesn't. I mean, he's he's made a ton of money in his career. It's not like he won't be able to pay the bills if like <laughs> if he doesn't uh, sign the franchise tag. They're going to get a deal done. It's just going to be a while. I mean, they they are. I I think it's. I mean, they, I think someone said fundamental differences uh, between the two sides, and we, we know what those fundamental differences are. They are uh, looking at DeAndre Hopkins' contract and saying. He's the highest paid wide receiver in the league, and uh, the Packers look at that contract one way, and Devontae Adams looks at it a different way in terms of how they determine the highest paid player. And so they're trying to figure those two things out, and when they do, they'll get a deal done. But I think first and foremost, got to get uh, Aaron Rodgers' contract done yeah. before Wednesday. That's the one uh, you got to do. Yeah, and then, you can, and then you can switch the focus to, to Devontae and, and get that done as well. But they have so many moves that they need to make before Wednesday to get out of the salary cap and uh, without the Rodgers deal in place, they're not going to get that done. Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure I should say I, I, I should, they're going to get it done. They have to get it done. But like yeah. they, I mean, there there are some moving pieces that have to be in place before Wednesday or yeah. Wednesday afternoon. Uh, legal tampering begins today at noon, if I remember correctly. So uh, maybe we'll see something happening, but yeah, more will be revealed. What do you think, Zedarius Smith? Do you think he's getting cut? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that or restructured, uh, but I don't think. I mean, I don't. I would imagine getting cut would be the yeah. the answer there. And Zach, uh, your what Wednesday will be a week of being a married man. How's it been feeling so far? It'll be two weeks. Oh, but, oh, excuse uh, me. Yeah, uh, being married is great. Love get <laughs> love being married. It's amazing. <laughs> Said no one ever. Hey, I as love I wife, love my wife. Come on, bro. As, Come on, man. as my wife looks at me right now, uh, uh, tell uh, Michelle yeah. that I was very disappointed she was cut out of the Twitter profile picture. She was I will let her know that. <laughs> yep. Hey, Zach, thanks for joining us, man, and breaking down Wisconsin a little Packers. And we'll check in a little later uh, this week before uh, you head up uh, to Milwaukee for an 8.50 tip Friday night. Cool, cool. I'd see you, buddy. Tell Daner I said hey, too. Daner, who's a good yeah, boy. Dana. All right. See you, Zach. Bye. Hey, you want to get under Zach's skin? Ask about the morgue center. That really gets, his, that gets him going. Devontae Adams has told the Green Bay Packers, I will not be playing under the franchise tag and the sides remain far apart on a long-term deal per sources coming to a head Ian Rappaport said everything's bubbling been bubbling up for a while and now might explode like Mount Vesuvius Rowdy but here we are so they have till what July August to extend it to get it done I I think everything is going to be okay Rogers obviously going to be the first domino to fall so there's that Rowdy and you I heard this too, but you reminded me of it. You dropped a little nugget about a different wide receiver. Well, first, when you're talking about Devontae Adams, remember you asked going into the franchise tag the last day, what do you think will happen? And I go, well, I think they, well, the Rodgers deal, obviously he's coming back. They just have to figure it out. And then I said, I, one, I didn't think Rodgers would announce that day. He did Two. I didn't think they would tag Adams because I thought it was pretty risky, especially with where they stood. Uh-huh. And they did struck out went zero for two on that. But now it still is risky because now Devonta Adams is saying he doesn't want to play. Uh, yeah. Now, so that, now, like I you said, they have plenty news. of time to get an actual deal done and, and go back and forth. So that's not, that's not a huge issue for like a timetable, but the fact that he's straight up saying, I don't want to play on the franchise tag. And now they're saying nothing good has come from this. Mm-hmm. That's a little alarming. Now, again, we know that those reports aren't always a hundred percent accurate. Correct. 
I also have. But it has gotten here. a little bit more risky because the Packers added an additional, was it a little over $20 million to their salary cap that they have to get under by the deadline, which is Wednesday? Yep. And speaking of that, one second, let me just do this. Breaking news. From Madison, Wisconsin at WOZN Studios. Pro Football Network is reporting that Rasul Douglas is expected to be retained by the Green Bay Packers. The cornerback will be back for at least the 2022 season as he was showing many pick sixes and taking it to the house. Well, Rasul Douglas back with the pack. Now that actually does mean some stuff because Aaron Rodgers, according to Aaron Wilson, NFL was very vocal about retaining Rasul Douglas. Mm-hmm. Devonte Adams was very, they uh, both said he should pay, be paid as like a superstar. Yeah. He was very forthcoming about how Rasul Douglas should be retained. Well, now they've got Aaron Rodgers to say he's coming back. Yep. Whatever. Uh, unfolds with Devonte Adams, he will be on the team because they franchise tagged him. Yep. Now whether he well, suits or not, whether he suits a... up and plays is his own decision. And now reports are saying it is believed that Rasul Douglas will be coming back. They've basically done everything that Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams has asked for outside of giving Devonte Adams thirty million dollars a year. Yep. Which, with their cap situation, is just. Ex- extremely hard to see them going that much, especially for any length of time. Because again, he is 29. We know that receivers start to slow down at 30 to 32. What are you going to sign him? Like I'd be willing if I was the Packers to sign him to an extension of about three seasons at big money. Yeah. If you're married to him any longer than that, it's just going to be an anchor around your neck. You already have the Aaron Rodgers Correct. Potential deal of, well, some people are saying fifty million. He's saying no. We'll see how that comes out. But did you see about the Packers and the money situation? What about the money situation? That they're over twenty nine million over the cap? No, the the little bit of relief that the Packers got. Oh, please do tell me. So Rowdy. I did not know this until I saw it on Twitter over the weekend. God bless Twitter. But according to the NFL and, and the Green Bay Packers, their salary cap was adjusted. Now, depending on where you look, anywhere from 5.2 to $7.2 million where they can go above the salary cap. Yeah. Because of, from what I understand reading it, the injury policies and players that were done for either the season or for the majority yeah. of the season where they've taken out insurance policies. This is pretty crazy. Listen to what Rowdy has got to say here about this. It's pretty wild. So, like, you remember when Melvin Gordon came back? when he could have went to the pros, but he took out an insurance Insurance policy policy in case he got hurt. Well, supposedly some NFL players do this. So like the two contracts that would have been the big ones that most people were, um, I guess guessing would have been them Uh was Bakhtiari, who was basically done for the year. uh, Zadarius Smith, who was done for the majority of the year. Well, they take out these certain type policies and where you know, their normal contract, they'd make this, but being injured and not sure, playing, sure, sure. they only get their guaranteed money, whatever. According to these, they don't have to pay if the certain player has like the insurance policy because it's already paid out because they weren't playing. Yep. So everyone that missed the entire year had season ending surgery 
or was gone for a long period of time. Like I think it was more than eight weeks. Like as a Darius Smith? Yeah, they would basically get reimbursed. And from the injuries, it sounds like the Packers collected anywhere between 5.2 to 7.2 million in cap space. Now, if you go back, yeah, if you go back and look where they're at, you would say that now instead of being 46, 47, somewhere up in there, they're now projected in some places to be just $43 million over the, the uh, cap, which okay. like I said, hey, every I, little saw, bit counts. I saw anywhere from 46 to 49 before that was announced over the weekend. Every little bit counts. But yes. Under 44 million over the cap. But if you stay with Aaron Rodgers' new deal and you're, you're going by what has been reported. Yeah. That's supposed to save the Packers 20 to 26 million. That that gets you down to what? About 17, 18 million over. Uh-huh. That's, you already man, have you already that. have Devontae Adams. Well, if you're only 17 or 18 million over with the Rodgers what's expected to be done, then like a restructure or a cutting of Mason Crosby and a cutting of uh, Zadarius Smith gets you to under the cap and you've already tagged Devontae Adams. So, so it's really not that far away because they only have to be down to that number by Wednesday. Then they can go, then they can go over it again and, and over it until later in yes. the season. Because Wednesday is the start of the NFL's new year. Free agency begins. You can legally tamper at starting at noon today. Yeah. So really... With that relief, all they really have to do to get Legal under that number tampering. is Aaron Rodgers signed his new contract, release Darius Smith, and either a restructure or cutting of of Mason. Mason Crosby should get you to about that salary that. cap number, which it's that's really not that many moves, especially no, when not. you talk about Rodgers. It sounds like a big number, but you can really get it done. Yeah, it, it, and especially when Rodgers says he's coming back, the deal just has to be signed. Yeah. Zadarius Smith was the one where everyone's like, hey, he's pretty much gone. There's no shot. He's coming back. Oh, I see the phone lines blowing up. One second on you. So uh, one thing here, I got Shane Rock 3030 on Twitch. Follow my uh, hit. My name Ebo says on Twitch. Hit the follow button. You can see us interact with us. Hear us. He says, look at Preston Smith's. Oh, and Artie Ho just sent that tweet, too. It's it's a Jason Wildey tweet. Same thing. It's his Preston Smith. Preston Smith looks like he yeah. doesn't get extended. So there's Preston Smith. This was 16 minutes ago. Uh, the caption is lifer with a rock on emoji. Preston Smith is in title town, uh, pen and paper signing a contract. So it does look like Preston Smith is getting restructured or extended or both. So he's getting extended for the green Bay Packers. There it is. Preston Smith, 16 minutes ago on Instagram. Well, that was one of the, the, he was like the questionable guy, right? Cause everyone was saying how Zadarius Smith, but this whole family is pretty much the guy that he's, he's the guy that's getting cut. Yeah. The odds of him coming back were very, very slim. Preston Smith. Remember we were talking about this last week. He was the guy that was, he was questionable. He was the one where it was like, Hmm, I wonder what they're going to do with Preston Smith because they could extend him and free up money or <clears throat> they could cut him me. and save money. I think uh, cutting him was saving between eight or 9 million. And depending on the contract, I want to say the, ex- the extension was saving six so, to 9 million. Yeah. And then there's this, uh, speaking of social media, we'll get into it coming up here. Cause uh, phone lines blowing up, up against the break. Uh, Alan Robinson, the bears wide receiver. He liked a tweet from NFL talk. The tweet said, 
The Packers are expected to show interest in signing wide receiver Allen Robinson, though Green Bay believes Robinson is going to have a strong market to where they won't be able to offer what most teams can per source. Robinson on Twitter liked the tweet, so he is showing interest in coming to the Green Bay Packers. And before this, the last time he was a free agent, after his rookie deal expired with the Jaguars, Green Bay was in the top three to five teams that he was interested in playing with. He could have been here a couple years ago. But he ended up taking the Chicago deal... That because he you, took bro. a little bit more money than what the Packers were willing to give him. Now it sounds like deal number three on the open market. He's potentially going to take a pay cut and come to the Packers. Potentially. We'll talk about it coming up. But first line one. Good morning. Who's this? Well, Scott, buy me a beer. Yeah, I will. See you, buddy. Uh, line three. Who's this? <laughs> what up, fellas? Mitch hey, Mitch. What's up, dude? <laughs> Real quick. Um, that insurance policy stipulation. That's genius. Hey, there's um, Russ Ball up in Green Bay, and there's Rowdy Ball in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. I, here's the thing. I, they, if, if all that is how um, you guys say it is, which I think is, is correct, what's stopping teams from writing into players' contracts? Hey, if you take out this insurance policy and do happen to get injured, but then we end up bringing you back, and that policy saves us money, we will give you whatever the premium cost on that policy was it is in a signing bonus later on. Yeah, I mean, that, now you're diving into stuff that yeah, I really have no idea about. I, I was just reading through it, kind of like trying to understand all of the jargon because it was like, I've never even heard of this before. There's a lot of well, things that just like make you scratch your head. Yeah, I mean, this is in my wheelhouse. This is kind of what I do. Um, <laughs> but, like, that would be something that they could certainly look into um because if it makes sense monetarily why not and then in terms of the reports with adams man i don't believe any of that crap it's like i would love like we talked about last week well this is just if, him uh, this is business right him playing hardball it's like okay i know you we all figured the packers like would franchise him and then work on an extension so that's probably what they're doing and, and that's just him probably driving up his price or getting the agent making moves you know that's 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 nfl baby that's that's professional well, sports but I wouldn't put it past because him and Rogers are buddies and Rogers was messing with people. I wouldn't pass, put it past him just saying that to mess with the media. And then all the official uh, contract language for both Rogers and Adams be released at the same time. They could, they could definitely be working in tandem to get everything signed. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm seeing here for Preston Smith. Let's see. Uh, Shane Rock says it's four year deal, $52.5 million extension. I'll look for the numbers on that, but uh, that could be it right there. How about that money? Good way I can get it, right, Mitch? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he. I think he played a lot better than a lot of people thought. I think yep, a there lot it of is. Four seasons, fifty-two and a half million dollars, including the remaining year of his previous contract. The contract was worth sixty-five million. So at the same time, it will re- reduce his twenty twenty-two cap charge, which was set to be about nineteen point seven. Yeah, and here's a better understanding, Mitch, for those policies. So these are what can get that money back: insurance policy for injuries, incentives, and guaranteed salary of some uh, suspended players and misses of games for unvaccinated players. Those are some of the different ways they can recoup that money. Interesting. Yep. In case you missed it, Preston Smith, four-year, $52.5 million extension, sticking with the pack. Rasul Douglas also inking up a new deal. Those details aren't out yet. Devontae Adams has said that he will not play with the Packers under the franchise tag. They'll probably be working on an extension. They have some time to get it done. And still new, no news on the Rodgers contract. Legal tampering begins today at noon. 
Wednesday is the start of the NFL's new year. Free agency begins. And it is the wild, wild rest right now, Rowdy, especially come noon uh, for the NFL. We'll come back. Got to talk a little more NFL. Allen Robinson to the boogeyman. Tom Brady back. Um, Zadarius Smith just got released, by the way. Oh, breaking. Ben, you got to let me do the breaking news sound effect. Unbelievable, dude. We've played it. We would have played it three times today. All right. So hang on. Let me uh, kill a little time and say, Pete from Monona, keep calling in. Keep coming after Ben. It's hilarious. It's one of the greatest rivalries in all of sports talk radio. And now let's do this. We now go live to young Ben Kenny. I have to find uh, the tweet again. <laughs> I was going to say something about an all white league. Uh, WOZN Studios here from Madison, Loves Wisconsin. Cut. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reports that the Green Bay Packers have released to Pro Bowl pass rushers Darius Smith. His cap number of $27.6 million in 2022 was, quote, never going to work. Now, comma, free, dash, and healthy. Well. Bye. There he goes. Darius Smith is on his way. Preston Smith restructures. Rasul Douglas getting re-signed. Devontae Adams says he doesn't want to play in the franchise take as Darius Smith has been released. This this <gasps> might breath. be the wrong time to say this, but I'm obviously going to say it anyway. You guys remember when he had that sack on third down in the first drive of the game? Do you remember a- when he... And everyone's like, oh. Did, did so you remember, I know he's back. You have, yeah. to be, you, have, you have to be <laughs> referencing the San Francisco game because yes. he only played in two games. Remember when he had 18 snaps against, uh, what was it? The New Orleans, New Orleans week one. That was it. And then he came back for, then he teased us on social media for like weeks, months. And now he's gone. Yep. Well, we barely knew you Z. It was, that was a nice, nice run while we had it. What? Two years ago. Not the season that's happened the season before. Unbelievable. Preston Smith restructured. Uh, Rowdy's buddy Rashawn Gary getting the nod now. Rashawn Gary's Rowdy's looking pretty good. Well, season. it looks like we know who the top two uh, outside linebackers are going to be. Yep. Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary. It's not hard to figure out. And didn't they say Devondre Campbell all signs are pointing to him coming back to the Packers? Is that what I, I see? I have not heard that. You haven't? I thought I read that over the weekend. I'll get the research department. Rasul Douglas, though. Yeah, Rasul Douglas on the way. I might have seen an either-or proposition with Rasul and Devondre. Well, Rasul, oh, really? breaking news this morning was Rasul Douglas is coming to a contract with the Packers. Mm. Are you okay with that, Ben? Yeah, I love Rasul Douglas. Breaking news from the Shield, the NFL, and the Green Bay Packers. We've been using this a lot today. It's a busy day. Busy day. We now go live from the WOZM studios here in beautiful Madison, Wisconsin, as being reported by many big J's on Twitter. Here comes another move for the Packers to make salary cap space. The green and gold have released offensive tackle Billy Turner. Wow. So now you guys believe reports? Uh, many reports, Ben. Uh, Rowdy, how's it work, though? I, I, I've heard it. Well, I don't think you remember, Rowdy. You never took the class. You're too busy forming your white league, uh, Rowdy. <laughs> oh, the Ben's out of here now. So yeah, that was a joke. That Billy Turner, that Billy Turner uh, releasing, what does that save him? A little over four million dollars. Yeah. So today, that's actually was more surprising. I'll be I'll be honest with that. I'm also surprised by that. Packers cut Billy Turner, uh, cut Zadarius Smith, extend Preston Smith. Devontae Adams says he's not going to play under the franchise tag. 
And Rasul Douglas also expected back. And we're still waiting on news of an Aaron Rodgers contract. Well, very interesting now with the Green Bay offensive line. So you have Bakhtiari, who's coming off of an ACL, really didn't play much at all last year. You now just released Billy Turner. Elton Jenkins is going to be coming off an ACL, probably won't be expected back till halfway through the season. You have Josh Myers, who was a rookie center who had a knee injury last year. You have Royce Newman, who was your starting right guard as a rookie. John Runyon was your left guard. And you have Lucas Patrick, who remains unsigned. You have Dennis Kelly, who remains unsigned. And Yosh, what, Neiman? Nyman? Yeah. He's expected to re-sign with the Packers. But, uh, yeah, offensive line could look uh, quite different, especially to start the season if some guys aren't healthy. Yeah, so Packers looking a little different, my friend. It's, um... I was surprised by Billy Turner. I didn't think it would honestly be worth cutting him. Yeah, it saved a little over $4 million, but you're eating like closer to $5 million in dead cap now. And I figured with like where their line was with Bakhtiari's knee, Jenkins knee, and kind of overall being younger, especially with Patrick and Kelly being free agents, mm-hmm. I figured it they wouldn't cut them. But here we are. But here we are. Brian Gutekunst is definitely, uh, he had a long weekend, him and Russ Ball looking at their abacus and figuring out how to get under the cap. So, uh, Ben, let me ask you, Devontae Adams saying that he's not going to play for, uh, for the Packers with the franchise tag. They still have, what, till July to figure this stuff out for an extension. Do you believe, Devontae? Will yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've heard these rumblings for a long time. Aaron Rodgers has said during the press conferences, and, you know, he's closer to Devontae in the building than anybody. He said, uh, yeah, to he, I think the quote was to re-sign Devontae because he doesn't want to play on a franchise tag. So I believe him. Do I believe he'll sit out? Yeah. Ben, do you think that uh, the Green Bay Packers will figure out a way to get a deal done with Adams? They'll go out and they'll sign the Rasul Douglases and the Preston Smiths like they're doing, maybe make a few changes here and there, and then Aaron Rodgers has to come in and be their white knight and save the day by taking a a completely team-friendly deal. Do I believe that he'll take that team-friendly deal? Or did you want to just throw a white knight in there to try to make Ebo laugh? Because I didn't get it. I didn't get it at first, but then it took a second. Is it missed? I know. I got it. It like it was like it was like a delayed response. That was funny. That was good. I was thinking Batman though. His suit's black. Um, didn't didn't think that we would get a uh, Tom Brady out of retirement before Aaron Rodgers signs his deal, but here we are. Yeah, Rowdy sniffed this one out right away. He called it the day that uh, the man said he was uh, stepping away. Going to go live to Tampa Bay. Take a listen. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Tom Brady, back. The allure of the NFL too much, or maybe the price of gasoline and inflation at 7.9% and only rising made Brady go, you know what? I can't sit at home. (laughs) You seen the mobile down the street? Four something for gas? You boys got to play. Tom Brady back with the Buccaneers at uh, Brett Favre, man. Now, Tom Brady, the retire, the unretire thing. Maybe he said, you know what? I've had a couple weeks with the kids. This ain't for me. Giselle and all the maids we probably have and the child care, <laughs> this is on you. So, Rowdy, the bad man is back in the NFL. You snipped this one out right away. Dude. Yeah, right when the news came out, I messaged you and Fuller and like, this doesn't feel like he's retired. I could see him coming back in June. Well, I guess I actually 
I was a little off. June was a little long. <laughs> yeah. Turns out it was late Mar- or mid-March. Didn't take Brady long to get the itch again, and he is indeed back. I'm glad he's back. A lot of people, I saw some people posted, oh, don't hurt yourself, old man. Oh, don't do it. You might kill yourself. Dude, Tom Brady is like a stallion. The, the guy keeps very well care of himself. I, I think he's going to be fine out there on the field. I'm excited to see if they can get back. Um, you know, to the playoffs and maybe to a Super Bowl. I mean, not to a Super Bowl because, I mean, the Packers wouldn't be there. Well, I think pretty much everyone could say, looking at all the quarterbacks last year, that he was a top two quarterback in the league. Some would argue the MVP. MVP. Yeah, I think Hub Arkish voted for Tom Brady. And Robbie said he would vote for Tom Brady yeah, as well. Yeah, Robbie did. Yeah, Robbie did. And, uh, yeah, Tom Brady will be 45 years old by the start of next season. Turns 45 in August. Crazy. The... Ageless, timeless wonder. The dude's like Benjamin Button. He's reverse aging. Well, this is the last year that he's officially under contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they said they wouldn't trade him. They wouldn't do it. Like they were really like you know, and, quiet and everything. I thought him and Arians were getting along though. Well, technically, technically, Tom Brady never retired. That's oh, he yeah, was still point. under contract with Tampa until I think they were saying he would have had to have signed paperwork and blah 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 by like June for like cap restriction stuff. Yeah. So technically, he didn't come out of retirement, even though he said he was retired. Did Brett Favre ever officially retire, or did he just say he was going to? I think he said he was going to about 100 times. Yeah, and then he just cried on a podium a couple times, rifled off some dick pics later, and then came back. Classic Favre move. Tom Brady, He I didn't, did you see Tom Brady cry? I don't think I ever saw Tom Brady cry like I saw Favre cry. No, but a lot of people were very upset because he thanked nobody from uh, New England oh, yeah, right away. He knew he was coming back. He's like, boys, I'm going to be back. He did send out a giant, like, it was like five, five notepads. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then there was no talk of the Patriots in there. I think he came back a little later and said something to the Patriots. But yeah, the boogeyman, Tom Brady, he back. I saw him. It was, God, maybe from last week. So Cristiano Ronaldo, I'm sure everyone knows who he is. He's like the god of soccer. He's like the Tom Brady of soccer. He's just insane. They met, was it at Old Trafford? Because he plays for Man U. They were, I think it was in Old Trafford in Manchester. And they were on the field talking together. And Cristiano Ronaldo asked Tom Brady if he was indeed done. And Tom Brady gave him this look and then did like the, and didn't answer the question. I think that right then and there, uh, people were talking about it. And then I was reading yesterday that LeBron James was talking with Tom Brady and LeBron was saying to Tom, he's like, Hey man, it's basically you versus I, like we're going for rings. You know, he, you can't retire. And then LeBron put up 54 or whatever he did uh, the other night. And then Tom said he texted LeBron that night and said, you know what? Because, because you put all those numbers, I'm coming back. So Cristiano Ronaldo, well, I don't think LeBron Tom James, Brady has to worry about LeBron getting a ring this year. No, I don't even think the Lakers are going to be making the playoffs this year. Because are they still the nine seed in the West? Well, that's in the playoffs. Remember, oh, top yeah, 10 teams. They, yeah, you're right. Top 10 teams make it now.